We brought you damn good beer, and now we're delivering to you damn good beef. Hassle Cattle Company is the absolute best source for farm-to-table Wagyu beef in the country. Hassle Cattle Company is a fourth-generation cattle farm out of Texas. They ship all over the beautiful USA and straight to your door. They call their beef the blue-collar Wagyu. Why? Because it's the best damn Wagyu that every man or woman can afford. Hassle Cattle Company offers Wagyu smoked sausage, New York strip, beef bacon, Wagyu fresh, two jerky flavors, original and sweet and spicy, and their hamburger even won the Food Network's Northeast Burger Jam. Not only do we love their beef, the country loves their beef. Everybody wants to get in on this. These guys take their registered bulls and breed them with Angus cows, giving you that very high prime product that is grown with zero antibiotics or hormones. So head to HassleCattleCompany.com, that's H-A-S-S-E-L-L, CattleCompany.com, and use promo code DNVR10 for 10 percent off your order plus any orders over two hundred dollars get you free shipping again use code dnvr10 check them out today and we promise you will not be disappointed DNVR Avalanche Podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. Use code DNVR when you sign up for a new account. Rudo and AJ coming at you. We're starting off. Yeah, yeah, that's right. But we have our DraftKings pick of the week to start off with. Sticking with the Olympics theme that we always have. My pick of the week this evening, the men's 100 meters coming in. You can win plus 900 if the USA sweeps all three medal positions. Wow. Easy money. If the USA can do it. Easy money. Easy money. Wow. US is uh, pretty good these days at the, at the 100 meter sprint. So pretty good at a lot of stuff. Did you see they they dominated in shooting? Yep. Wasn't going to make a comment about it, but I was like, all right, so like to be clear, like half of those events are with air pistols. Yeah, so it's not like some of it is like actual marka shooting, but some of it isn't. Um, I mean, yeah, I just thought that it was funny, right? Like I'm like, either way, there's a bunch of amazing bets you can make with the Olympics. One of them that would have been wise with the odds boost when you sign up for a new account with DNBR would have been to bet on the U.S. to win a medal in shooting would have been an easy way to turn $1 into $100 right there. But you can still get that deal if you feel good about any event, you think an American will medal in it, jump on it, 
get your hundred bucks to play with over at DraftKings Sportsbook. Download that top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code DNBR. Must be a new customer, limited time only, other terms, restrictions, and conditions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Of course, if you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. All right, Dang. let's get into the show here. Uh, obviously, some avalanche news first to set things up. Tyson Jost signs his extension two years, two million per for Jost. No big surprises here, right? Right about what we expected for Jost, maybe on the higher end. But we said like yesterday, two million dollars tops for Jost. Yep. Okay. That's what it is. Yep. Done deal. And getting it for two years, though, I like that. Like, sure. had it been a one-year year deal, I think it would have been cheaper than that. Because, but because it was two years, they gave a little extra there. Go up to the two mil. Yeah. Um, that leaves the Avs officially, according to Cap Friendly, with a little over five million in space, give or take yeah, about so five million there, depending on who you want in the lineup. But there was a tweet from Puckpedia where they were like, "With a full twenty-three man roster, they have two million in space," and it was like. Okay, but they they made some projections about who would be on the roster. Yeah. And to, not only do you have to do that, it's very likely that the Avs run a roster of twenty one instead of twenty three. Yeah. Well, when they're when they're at home, right on the road, it's a different story. On the road, they'll take extra guys. Yeah. So they've got the space. They still. The point is, they still have the space to go out there and do whatever they want with a million, two million, three million dollars, pretty easily. Mm-hmm. If they want to go get a defenseman, they can absolutely do so. Yeah. If they want to go give a one-year $4 million deal to, to to Tar, that's probably tougher. They could probably do it if they, they could, really but wanted like, to. They couldn't, but... like, they're not going to be able to fit guys in around right. as easily. Right, for sure. You're gonna They're going to have to run like a bare-bones roster for the first they, month of the they'd season. They'd be doing some uh, jumping through hoops for sure if they wanted to do something like that. So That might also be one where they end up with you know, like Mateau and Sherwood in the NHL because it saves them 150,000 right. yep. here and there. So it's like accumulate a little bit of cap. In that exactly. First month. Yeah. <laughs> so yep. anyway, they could do, they, they still have flexibility to go out and do some Something. of the small stuff that's still out there for sure. Uh, and then obviously any, any deals that might be uh, in the works or whatever, we, who knows what those would look like. Cross those when we get there, but yeah. As it stands now, at very least, the frenzy period of free agency is over. Um, so we're going to take a look. Going to see who won and lost in, in this free agent period. Uh, should be... I don't don't want to just be just free agent period. I had it as off sure, full for off season. Sure, full-off We can go through full-off season. Yeah, because there were... I think because I, I think the, the off-season's biggest winner is a team that's going to be awful next year. <laughs> Intentionally, perhaps? Yeah, exactly. And that's the thing, man. I, I think starting right there, we'll, I'm just getting into this. Yeah, let's jump I, in. I think that the offseason's biggest winner by far is Arizona. They accumulated a number of assets. They, they actively they made their from, team terrible. They went from being an expensive, old not very competitive roster with no draft picks Yep. to they now have two first rounders and five second rounders next year. They got out of after, OEL. 
after they traded after they traded almost all of their big money yep. um uh, their big long-term money they they acquired a bunch of big money but it, almost all of it is, sh- is short yeah uh Erickson Roussel and Beagle are Strawman. all done this year um, as well Jeb Strawman is done this year uh lad is two years yep so and Kessel's also done this year but that's another guy that they should probably try move. and move yeah for sure yeah they did they played the goaltender market perfectly they just yep. waited it out yep and they waited until a team got a little bit desperate and paid a king's ransom for thirsty camp their guy yep. and their guy by the way could have had a great year behind that team and been too good for them. He could have been like Kemper could have won them games that they did not want for to sure. win. They they want a Shane Wright instead of a uh, winning games. Yeah, exactly. So <laughs> they the biggest thing though was that 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 franchise picked a direction and leaned into it as hard as they could. Yep. What they did this off season is what and I hate to do this. But it's what the Rockies haven't done. <laughs> yep. You know, they they basically put up a first sale sign and aggressively worked to look that give I themselves was, a better future. I was on record on the Rockies podcast in preseason saying they should burn it down. Yeah. Well, and now we're in the midst of the craziest deadline of the last 20 yeah. years. And, and they've, they've done nothing. They've they've. Two minor trades yeah, with two, the Reds. Two, two like little reliever deals. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Which were good deals, but it was like Trevor Story still right there. Come on, guys. <laughs> anyway, uh they've I love what Arizona did, especially because especially because the, we do know Shane Wright and Connor Bedard for the next two years. Yep. You know that that these dudes that they're building towards being not competitive at a good time. Yep. This is this is not going for Jack Hughes or Nico Heischer or whatever. You know, like that's not their bottoming out here. This is them actively getting real bad just at a perfect time yep. for them to potentially go out and get a franchise player. And their organization and, and you, is set up. Imagine. To, yeah. They, they're going to reshape their entire organization over the next three years. Don't, they have... Four people signed through that, and two of them are Chikrin and Keller, who will be entering their prime when they're yep. starting to come out of this. So, yep. And then they just went and got a guy in Timmons who should, could potentially be a, an important building block for them. Yep. And like they, and what's what's great about the top of next year's draft too is that it's not 2016, where it was Austin Matthews and a bunch surefire of superstar, yeah. and then. Like Patrick Laine had the, the amazing start to his career, Pulley Yarvi and Dubois, like good players, but a big gap here. Yeah. Between those cats and 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 Matthews. So that's I mean, yeah, this you year you also have Matt Savoie, so well and, and Brad Lambert. Lambert as well, yeah. So you have it's more 2015-ish where you have a true franchise player. And then you have maybe another one, maybe a kind of an uh, McDavid Eichel thing. And then this is where Arizona kind of got screwed in 2015. They did this. Yep. And they they ended ended up up with the third pick. They ended up with Strom. And they they made the pick a lot of people would have. And they it didn't go well. 
It yep. just didn't go the way that uh, that they had hoped it would, and that's a big reason why they're here today. But I like that they did this. I like that they went in this direction. I think, uh, uh, what's his name, Bill Armstrong, I think he's done a really good job. Decision made for them. Don't disagree there. Uh, since we're in the Central Division, we can uh, we can just wrap up the Central here first. Uh, probably the next best offseason so far would be Winnipeg for me. Yeah. They made themselves a significantly better team, I think. So, uh, particularly on defense, they've rounded themselves out well, which was a, a big issue for them last year. Uh, we talked about it on previous shows. You know, they're probably the behind the abs, the, the other competitive team in the division, really. Well, and I loved what they did on draft day, too. Yep. They just let it come to them. You know, last year they did the same thing and they ended up with Cole Perfetti, who could be in their lineup this year. Yep, there's a definite chance of that. Um, but yeah, he get Lucius at what, pick 18, was it? Yeah, they got uh, him at 18. That's good value for sure. <laughs> um, so, you know, nothing too huge, but they've rounded out their defense with Brendan Dillon. Um, you know, they already have Morrissey and Schmidt. They also have Dylan DeMello now. Well, that's they had DeMello and they got Schmidt. Right. Oh, that, that's what it was. Sorry, my bad. Uh, either way, that is a mm. solid top four in the NHL. Well, and then you add that already to Neil Pionk, who yep. has been really good for them. They have pretty plainly won the Jacob Truba trade, which is wild. But Yeah, and then the, the, part, the other part of that trade, Vili Hanela, he's ready to rock. He was ready to rock time. last year it, to the much to the frustration of, <laughs> of everybody in Manitoba. <laughs> Billy Hanela was ready to go last year and they just wouldn't do it. Yep. He should really be ready to go this year. Although the improved depth uh, on defense might give them another excuse uh, to just keep, keep pushing it down the line there. So um, they need to, they need to figure out what to do with their backup goaltender right now. It looks like it's Eric Comrie. And let me tell you that's bad. That is not a thing, <laughs> but they that I, they should be willing to do. They still do need to round up their forward core a little bit as well, and then make decisions on guys like Perfetti, things like that. Yeah, but, they've got to give a, a deal to Cop, and then they have to promote some guys. But they have seven million in cap, so they do need to sign Pionk. But they they have the room to go get it back. They're also they have all of Brian Little's LTIR money if they need to access to, to it at it. some point. Yep. They will have that because he's not allowed to play hockey anymore. Yep. He hasn't officially retired, but doctors have told him you can't play. All right. So who's the loser in the central division? Boy, that's, I think that's hard. I think every team has done at least one thing that has helped them. Yeah. I I don't disagree with that. In the long term, it might be Minnesota, obviously, with the two buyouts. Uh, but certainly in the immediate this year, that's not that big a deal for them. Yeah, so they, I think they did a really good job because they, you know, they, they lose Suter, Susie, and Cole. Yep. And they turn those into Goligoski, Kulikov, and Merrill. Yep. That's a pretty good retooling of your bottom three while well, your, your big three up there stay the same. Although Suter was pretty important to them. Um, that's, 
I think that's a good job, but I, I mean, I don't know where they got better. Like, okay, so they, they retooled their bottom three on defense to stay competitive. Great. How did they get better? A second year of Kirill Kaprizov, you know, well, right now, not even signed yet. You have to sign him. And while I think that will happen because the money is just going to be too good, um, they need to give contracts to Fiala and Kaprizov. And I think that's, they have concerns because giving those guys big money who are both worthy of big money. Yeah, definitely. They have so much dead money in the next couple of years. The, the 12, almost 13 million, almost 15 million for the two years after that. Yeah. I mean, you can see like by some of the moves they made Golgowski, they only gave one year granted. Yeah, they, they gave him a ton of money. They gave him $5 million. So he would take one a year. one year. And, but Merrill too, who they could have gotten on the cheap, probably for a couple of years. They only signed to the one. Yeah. Well, he was, I think things went so poorly for him with the Habs in the playoffs that it was like this really cooled the jets on him a little bit. Yeah. yeah. I think it might've cooled his market. Fair enough. But you continue to look through their lineup and they have, another three UFAs coming off the books in Rask, Bugstad, and Sturm next year. Yeah, and, and Rask, they're excited to get rid of that right. money. They're, they're dumping that money, but... Bugstad, Bugstad gave them a sweetheart of a deal at 900k. Yep. Sturm, we'll see. But anyway, the point is is that these do, that this, is, this isn't really an improved team. Yep. I, and I agree they that they're were, the same at best. They were they were a team that got crazy pants goaltending to get them where they were and outplayed some of their underlying metrics. Yep. Especially offensively. So are they going to be able to do that again? Maybe. Like I don't I don't know if I believe in Cam Talbot, but like and Talbot's like a serviceable NHL. He'll, he'll give you league average, sure, but like, he won't play certain, out of his mind. Well, and he played out of his mind last year, and that's why they were where were they. That's no, why that's, they ended up where they that's were. That's what I'm saying. Well, yeah, that's why you doing can see them regressing. Like, yeah, you can't really count on that, right? Yeah, and then you know you never know what you're going to get with young goaltenders. Kakinen had such a hot start to, to last season, and then cooled off at the end, yep. and. You know, they've overhauled half their defense. Do they have any young guys that are really going to be breaking in and, and changing into that? What's going to happen? You know, their their big three forward prospects for me are Rossi, Beckman, and Boldy. Where do those guys fit in? Because if they move those guys into the lineup and give them opportunity, those There's are all guys that can help there. them. Yeah, yeah sure. they, they could definitely give them a little bit more of a dynamic element, a little bit more of a spark. But, you know, if they – any of those guys I think could help. I, so we'll see. I, I will say I think Nashville struggled on this offseason as a whole. Uh, they weren't really able to shed any of their big cap on the forward side. Yeah, well, and the one big move that they made was an awful Yeah, one. then they dumped Ryan Ellis for junk, basically. They dumped Ryan Ellis for Cody Glass. <laughs> yep. That ended up being the trade. That's Ryan, what they uh, well, and they got Phil Myers. 
they did get Phil Myers. That's I always forget bad. that Myers ended up in that deal. Sorry, Katie. which I mean, does it soften the blow? Yes. Is Phil Myers Ryan Ellis? Absolutely not. Right. Like Phil Myers is like a nice young player who's been a, a, a revelation for the for a Flyers defense that needed some rays of sunshine. But like I, there's a cap there on film. Like I don't think Myers. I'm Ryan Ellis was a stud, and yeah. they they downgraded significantly to Myers. But the big thing is they got way cheaper and then did nothing with the money. Nothing meaningful. They gave Mikhail Grandland uh, $5 million. Yeah. And all Mikhail Grandland has done since getting to Nashville, 30 points in 63 games, 27 points in 51 games. P.S. That's less productive than Nazem Kadri has been for the ads. Oops. In, in a, in a role that, in a similar role, and Kadri's a dude that a bunch of Avs fans were like, buy this guy out. Yep. So they signed Granlund for four years, by the way. Yeah. At five million dollars. So I don't again, where did they get better? Phil Myers is a nice player, but he's not as good as Ryan Ellis. Yep. And the money went to a guy in Granlund that it hasn't worked for them, and then they just straight just lost Cali Yarncrook. All right. So that's where I'm at with that. So one. that's where Nashville, just before we get to this first period break, though. Yep. Colorado. Yep. You can definitely look. They the, Their big moves was st- were status quo moves and then Kemper. And it's arguable, to, it's arguable that Kemper is a clear-cut upgrade over Phil Grubauer. Agreed. I think, I think Kemper is really the move that has saved the Evs off season so far, to be honest. Yes, I understand it's it, a gamble. It kept it from bottoming out, I think. Yeah, right. It It's a risk. Everyone can accept that with the injury. There's also the potential for him to be a the best goalie they've had in a decade. So, yeah. So, at forward, their big, their big losses were Saad and Donskoy. Reasonable to expect that Alex Newhook replaces one of those guys. Yep. And the other guy. We'll see. They haven't really solved. Yeah. Yeah. The other guy they haven't really solved or the answer is JT Comfer, which depending on which side of the debate, the JT Comfer, is he useful or not debate you fall on will depend. will, will determine how you feel about him as a replacement. And, but even then, like, Again, a lot of the way the Avs got better might just strictly be through their internal guys because you look at the defense as well. We've talked a lot how we don't like the idea of Curtis McDermott playing in the roster, but right. you're also <laughs> going from Ryan Graves to Bowen Byram. Right. <laughs> so the, the 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 Graves to the Graves to Byram thing has been overlooked a lot because people were like Byram can just replace Timmins, and it's like, well, he's already replacing Ryan Graves. Yeah, uh, that's gonna be like that's where Colorado's bread is going to be buttered and that's why Colorado was still the clear cut favorite in the central and why I'm not, I'm not calling them an off season loser at all. Yep. Because at the end of the day, they're favored to win their division and their best players are better than everyone else's best players in their division. Yep. Their best on any given day is going to smoke everyone else's best. And that's just that. Like, However you feel yeah. about the Grubauer versus Kemper thing at like absolute worst. Will you ban team the snowman? 
That's just a personal thing. <laughs> uh, How many people could that actually be? It can't be many. It doesn't. They don't need to be here. <laughs> um, I don't remember what I was saying. I got interrupted by this nonsense. Uh, the Avs offseason and why it's they're still really good because they're just better than everyone. Yes. Like that's I'm not calling them a loser. They brought Gabe Landeskog back. Had they had they not had they lost Gabe Landeskog, they'd be in a way different position. I mean, for agency day probably would have looked different. They probably would have aggressively gone after Jaden Schwartz. Um it's it's it could have been totally different. Could have been totally different. So uh I'm I'm just they they kept their best cats and that that gives them a shot that gets them into the postseason and that gives them that gives them a roll of the dice which is really yeah. all it ever is you just yeah. get into the playoffs and see what happens right as we've it, seen in the postseason every year you don't know what's going to happen it, when you get there you get there you play as well as you can and there's always some luck involved like it is yeah. what it is. Three years ago, every division winner lost in the first round. Yep. Stuff. stuff and, and one of those division winners would go on to win the cup the next year. So it's not like they were all terrible <laughs> hockey teams. Right. <laughs> so point my, my point is, I'm not calling Colorado, certainly not a loser in the central division when they're still favored to win the division. Right. You can make the argument that they've taken a step back. Definitely. No well, disagreement. How how much of a step back? How all it, it, this gets into the conversation debatable. that we had the other day, where it's like, I think most people would say their skaters at least probably took a step back on opening night. The forward core for sure did. But if we're forty games into the season and Alex Newhook is broken out, if Mikhail Maltsev works out, there are ways to see where the abs could get back to or even exceed where they were last year if they get the right guys to perform. Yeah. So we'll have to wait and see. (laughs) Like, like every other team, there's, there are big question marks with some young guys that need to be answered first. Mm -hmm. All right, AJ. So there's nothing wrong with wearing crazy pants, but you don't want what's going on underneath your pants to be crazy, right? You got to keep that, put together, well-kept, treated well. So head on over to Manscaped, use code DNVR to get 20% off and free shipping when you get the perfect package 4.0. It's got the lawnmower in there. It's got the light that's like 10,000 lumens or something outrageous. Like if you were in an apocalyptic situation and you needed a flashlight, a Manscaped trimmer would be perfect for that, straight up. So... The thing takes care of business. You can get all the crevices that can be hard to get to. You can you can see a little bit better. Trust me on that. Uh, also, they, they got you covered above the belt everywhere else as well with deodorant, toner, breath mints, all sorts of other products as well. Yeah, you can get the weed whacker as well. As well. Trim those nose hairs. All sorts of good stuff from Manscaped. So jump on it. Use the DNVR code to get that 20% off and support us and our partners. Also, when you need to make a little bit of extra cash, hit up the Ball Corporation as they are now hiring in their Golden Factory. You can text Golden to 77222 or go to jobs.ball.com uh, and get yourself all signed up. Fill out an application. You can get hooked up 
they're an awesome company. We really love them over here. They pay a living wage. They, they have good benefits. They take care of their employees. So be sure to check them out. If you need a job, I know a lot of people still recovering from the pandemic and things like that. They, I don't know how many jobs are left. I, I keep saying I'm going to look into this and I never do. But originally they were hiring for 400 positions. So there's still plenty of those left, I imagine, when you, you hit them up and check them out. And then when you start making a little money, maybe send a little bit our way. Sign up for a membership with us here at DNVR. You get the annual membership. Uh, it's a great deal. You get a free shirt with it. You get big beers at the bar. You get access to the DNVR lounge. Obviously, you get all of our stuff from what we make, which is pretty cool. You know, you can read AJ's articles, Evan's articles, stuff like that. <laughs> pretty cool stuff. Supports us. We like you. Hopefully, you like us as well. Wrong beat, but there's a huge sale for memberships going on right now for Broncos training camp as well. Um, if you use the code CAMP2021, you get a $60 code to the DNVR locker when you sign up for a membership. That makes no financial sense. So jump on it before my bosses notice. That's that you buy a $60 of stuff at the locker and you get an annual membership free is basically what that is. <laughs> like you just, you buy four DNVR or two DNVR shirts, I suppose is what it would be. And then uh, you get a, just an annual membership because why not? That's a ridiculous deal. Why haven't y'all done that? Uh, okay. Second period of the DNVR avalanche podcast presented by DraftKings sportsbook. What? What is a known quantity, man? What are you talking about? <laughs> what is happening in our chat here? They're going off. All right. Let's let's get into the Pacific Division, AJ. Who's your big winner? Arizona? Arizona oh, I guess they're not the there anymore. Now. Yeah, Arizona's in the central. Uh and- all right, l- let me Va- let's go with Vegas straight yeah, up. Okay. I'm going to go with Vegas right. because the one team that could have reasonably threatened them was Edmonton. Yeah, and Edmonton did some stuff. <laughs> they committed. I meant to actually go and add all this up. It's a lot. <laughs> But they committed, and every single deal that they signed was a multi-year deal. Yep. Between Derek Ryan, Ryan Nugent Hopkins, and Zach Hyman, uh, Tyson Berry, Cody Cece. Every single one of those was a multi-year deal. And allegedly, Darnell Nurse is about to get paid. Yeah, and Darnell Nurse uh, is uh, reportedly going to get somewhere in the range of $9 million. Which is incredibly funny because Rudo and I were talking before the show that Kale McCarr went from a perfectly reasonable deal to underpaid. In about four days. (laughs) Without ever playing a game. (laughs) His agents were like, we don't want to give too many years just in case this market changes a bunch. And he ends up underpaid by the end of it. And it's okay, cool. Well, we'll we'll do six years. And then he was uh-oh. immediately underpaid. <laughs> Seth Jones has gotten paid. Zach Wierenski's gotten paid. Darnell Nurse is about to get paid. <laughs> and I get all those UFA deals, but wow. <laughs> Life comes at you fast, I guess. Um, 
Yeah, but Vancouver, Vancouver definitely made a lot of signings. They did things. Did they win the offseason? I don't know about that. <laughs> that Tucker Pullman signing alone kind of drags them all the way to the bottom, does it not? <laughs> so this is this is the this is what I think is interesting about the Edmonton thing is that Edmonton committed a lot of money and a lot of years uh, and a lot of their free cap space. Like they had space to do stuff. And they ignored the goaltender position, yep. uh, lost out on the Darcy Kemper arms race, and they got guys like they know that Tyson Berry, like Tyson Berry is a specialist, and it's really interesting. A guy like Tyson Berry, it's it's a fa- it's I think it's gotten to the point where it's fair to wonder is he a valuable player on a contender. Because he's a specialist. He's a one-way player. He is very good on a power play. He's very good pushing the pushing the play one direction. But he gives so much of it back defensively. How much you value are just, you really getting? Ex- sure. Exactly. How much value are you truly getting for the points that he produces? It's tough. It's a tough conversation. And... On a team that was already tilted towards too much offense and not enough defense, yeah, it's. I think this is a. I think this is a really tough. It's, it's a, a tough sell for me, especially when the other moves were Cody CC and Duncan Keith. Yeah, Cody CC for four years was wild. Like, Duncan Keith, was we, you and I, yeah. you and I were like, look, Cody CC had like the best year of his career, and that he wasn't god awful. You give he him was, a one or two year deal and put him in a role in your bottom pairing, yeah, and you're like, like, this is interesting. We but... were like, this is passable. Yeah, you, can, you cannot get crushed in this situation. And then they were like, yeah, let's go all in on that. Let's give him four years, put him potentially in our top four, and just YOLO. And it's like, well, not what I meant. Not what I meant with Cody yeah. CC. And and the other part of it is you look at some of these moves and you're like, all right, in the immediate, I see how Zach Hyman makes a lot of sense for this team. But if you're Zach- paying him until he's 36, <laughs> like <laughs> Zach Hyman's gonna be a great fit for them. He's gonna help them out just in the same way that he helped Toronto out. It's that that this is where it's like, okay, they got a player who helps them, makes them better, but they paid the an absolute premium for it. Yeah. Right. Exactly. So it's like, how much, like, how do you balance? Like, did they win in that? Yes, they got better, but did they get better enough? <laughs> did they close the gap between Vegas? And I don't think they did. I don't think. I, I they, don't think they did either. Especially be because you. they're rolling the dice once again. Miko Koskinen is still there. Like. We're looking their, like you look at their goaltending goal was signing Mike Smith at age 39 for two more years. Like well, you look, you look, you look at their goaltending situation and this is the situation Colorado is in. If they lose the Kemper thing pretty much. And how differently do we, are we feeling right now about the Edmonton Oilers? If they have Darcy Kemper, uh, a lot better, a lot better, a lot better. We're, uh, we're talking about them. Like, yeah, they closed the gap. They filled a really important position with a high-end player in Kemper. Uh, it was important that the Avs got that thing. By the way, Carrie, I'm assuming you're asking us more meme questions. Uh, is this team going to make the playoffs? If you're talking about the Avs, yes. First of all, happy birthday. Yeah, that too. Happy actual birthday. If it is your actual birthday, you never know with this chat. 
I guess that's true. <laughs> Any, anybody could just roll in and be like, it's my birthday. It's time for you to give me a free margarita. <laughs> All righty. Um, yeah. So let's. They, they'll, I'm, I predict that they will make the playoffs. Yes. Yeah. Running down Vegas really quick. They got out from under the flurry deal. Oh, I didn't even bring up Warren Fogel. That guy will he help didn't. them too. Yep. There you go. So I liked what Edmonton did, but they just spent a ton to do it. Uh, they did. They they paid premium on everything, except for the goaltender, which is the one that maybe they should have paid premium for. <laughs> well, they paid premium for sixteen games of Miko Koskinen. That's yeah, true. A couple years ago, and I remember some dude getting on me on Twitter and being like, "You're an idiot, thinking that this is overpaid or whatever." That this is just what market value is for goaltenders. And then Pavel Francouz signed for $2 million. And I'm like, are you fucking high? So, anyway. In any case, Vegas, they get out from under Fleury. Um, they still have essentially their entire core intact. But their two big moves were bringing back Alec Martinez and getting Evgeny Dadanov. Yeah, using the Fleury money for Brassois and Dadanov. Yep. Brissois is their, their backup too. They need to replace Flurry, obviously. But that's a team that you know, depending on how you feel about Dadanov, maybe you're a little iffy on that, but still a more effective use of their money. They no longer have twelve and a half million sitting in their goaltender position, swapping yeah, back and forth between Leonard and Flurry. I think took a really, really smart gamble on Nolan Patrick yep. as a change of scenery cat. Because sure. there won't be the pressure on Nolan Patrick to, oh, you were drafted second overall. Oh, you're supposed to do this. Oh, you're a huge letdown. He used to go to Vegas and just be whatever he can it's, be. It's very much like the way EJ came to Colorado. Yeah. Where it's yeah. like, look, we didn't pick you first overall. I they think that's what the ads told them. Yeah. Yeah. We don't care at all about that. Just, just go just out want, and play defense. Yeah. We want you to be who you are, not yep. worry about who drafted and all the blah, blah, blah. Don't care. Yep. Exactly right. So we'll see how that goes for Vegas, but have to like that. Uh, let's talk about Seattle really quick too, before we get out of this period. How do you feel about the Seattle team now that we're post their free agency major moves? Uh, I think they're, I think they in that division, they should compete for the postseason. Okay. Obviously um, Drew Bauer helps them in net and they're now well, a weird spot though. Cause they have, Dreger still too. Right, but like Grubauer and Dreger should be a solid tandem there. Definitely. Like they yeah. they should be they should be just fine. And defensively, Giordano, Alexiak, Larson, Susie, and Fleury with with Dunn still to come most yeah, likely. Yeah, with, with Dunn and Jeremy Lazan as other guys that they could they could slot into that lineup if they make any more moves. Like I like that group. Pretty darn solid. Did the they're... only thing I don't yeah. like about that group is they can't move a puck. You pretty much have Vince Dunn to yeah. do that alone. Vince, Vince yeah. Dunn like needs to be in the lineup just <laughs> yeah. so they have one guy that you're like, all right, this guy can actually move some pucks. Yep. Um, and then whatever, whatever becomes of their depth guys, you know. Sure. Um, sure. But I think that I think it's going to be interesting to see. Um, I I I pointed this out uh, in my pros and cons of the Darcy Kemper deal, but Phil Grubauer has only played behind good teams, isn't it? His whole career, he yep. played behind the playoff teams in Washington and then got to Colorado as the abs got good. Now, he obviously played a role in those teams being good because he was the goalie. <laughs> kind of how that works. 
So, you know, it's not, it's not like he didn't have a say in them being good, but he has, he's going to be behind another good defense in Seattle, but I think there's going to be more pressure on him because they're going to need to win a lot of games to one. They're to chat's point here. A big part of Seattle's problem is their high end forward talent. Um, their best forward is arguably Jordan Eberly, maybe Yanni Gord. Yeah, who's their best? Who's their highest end forward right now? Is it Jaden Schwartz? Maybe off the injured, maybe injured Schwartz. Jaden yeah. Schwartz, Jordan Eberle, a guy that uh, has had like a super I, underrated career. If you actually go through his whole career, he's uh, and you look at his very good, it's but, like man, but it's a bunch of career. dudes that have been eaten greedy on teams second lines, good team second lines. You're right, like Yanni Gord. Everybody likes Yanni Gord as a player. He's dude's dude's solid, but you're talking about a guy that has been insulated by a combination of Steven Stamkos, Anthony Sorelli, and Braden Point his entire career. Yep. And now they have to go and be the top line here in Seattle, yeah. and you have some question marks about well, that ability for you sure. You had Alexander Wenberg, who was an important guy in Columbus, couldn't hack it, got bought out, became a depth guy in Florida, had a nice bounce-back season, and now you paid and him to be your two C. Yeah, and is he going to live up to it? And then you have like like people were talking about Donskoy, who Donskoy had his two highest goal scoring years in Colorado, his two highest shooting percentage years in Colorado. Um, it's going to be interesting to see how he does in Seattle, where he is their fifth or sixth yeah, best offensive player, and not. When he goes cold, you can't just make him disappear down to the third line for a little while, right? There is no, there is no one to replace him on that second line. It's so it's going to be tougher for Seattle's top end forwards to really produce. Yep, we'll see how it goes. But that's to AJ's initial point between Calgary, San Jose, LA's. We'll see. We'll see mean, if LA can get there this year. Hold but. on, hold on. What do you mean? No way Seattle averages 25 shots against per game. Do you, do you, I just want clarification from that comment. Is that no way it's that low or no way it's that high? I'm assuming low. I, I just want to make sure that we're on the same page here because uh, there's a big difference between the perception of those. Because teams, if a team gives up 25 shots per game, they're the best defensive team in the Ever. NHL. Yeah, in in the last decade. <laughs> okay, cool. Yeah, we're we're on the same page then. Um, I just wanted to clarify because I'm like, either you're super duper correct or you're insane. I like that defense, but I don't like it to the tune of 25 shots. For the record, the Avs gave up. 25.4 shots per game last year. Yeah, and that's an, was, an abbreviated season against bad a, offensive In a teams. shortened team in a bad division where they were the best team in allowing shots against by a shot and a half. <laughs> the next team was Boston, who gave up 27.1. Yeah. So. And if you start digging into context, you start digging into history, like the Bruins that won the Cup in 2010, 2011, the one that beat the Canucks. Yep. 
that was the one that had over a full season. That was that was actually the one that averaged like twenty five or something against. It was all they, that was a great defensive team. Yeah. So let's see. Since two thousand, the best team ever in the last twenty one years is St. Louis, who gave up twenty three point six shots per game in was the that... middle of the dead puck era. This in... was two thousand two thousand one. Okay, so not even okay. That was the <clears throat> that was the Chris Pronger, Al McGinnis Blues. Yep, pretty good. There have been since two thousand. I think there have been like four or five teams that have given up twenty five shots per game or less. It does not happen very often. Yeah. So. Anyway, point is, Seattle's going to be good, but I don't think Seattle's going to be best defensive team in the last 20 years good. No, I would not expect that. Um, and they're going to have a really hard time scoring, but I think they're going to be competitive. The team that I have no read on is Calgary. They just didn't sure. do anything. Yeah, they. I mean, they've kept themselves in the Calgary zone very effectively, have they not? <laughs> right. They made no. They made no major moves. They gave Blake Coleman a big contract. They just lost Giordano and then got Nikita Zadorov. But they still have to pay him. Uh, and then they have a, a tandem next year of Markstrom, and I believe Vlader is going to be their guy. Yep. Uh, but So what's what are they doing here? Um, I just Their defense is all over the place. They have It's Tanev, Hannafin, uh, Rasmus Anderson, Andy Walensky, Zadorov. And then, yeah, I Yusuf Alamaki take the last spot. Yeah, and then sh- does Oliver Shillington ever become very anything? Yeah, doesn't I don't know. So, just a very weird team that felt stuck in the middle and remained stuck in the middle. Yeah, and did nothing to like <laughs> yeah take themselves out of any of that. And yep, they haven't even committed to anything in the future. Johnny Gaudreau, is there going to be an extension there? Or is this just going to roll into UFA next year? Yep. You know, I can understand not moving Sean Monahan because his value is way down versus what it has been previously. But it, what's the plan here? Yeah. That's that's what I want to know. What's the plan here? The bottom um, of that forward core just isn't very interesting either. Yeah, Pit I'm like Richie Lewis. Just a lot of blah. They don't have a high end defense. Markstrom's going to be under siege, and I don't know. They're just they're okay. Yep. I I don't I I said the Flames needed to do something drastic this offseason because they just the Flames needed to do what the Flyers did where they said we just need you we just we need to change it up we've got to try something different we need some new guys we need some new blood we have to try some shit here and while you could definitely argue that the Flyers did that they also might have done it in a bad way they made uh, they made choices. Well, like like they did some things that I loved, and then they did some things that made absolutely no sense to anybody yep. on the face of the earth. Save it, save it for the third period because we're going to talk about the East. First, 
We have Illegal Pete's. Go on down to the one just a couple blocks away from the DNVR bar. Their burritos absolutely delicious. I say every time. Their breakfast burritos are on point. The steak and potatoes just absolutely crush for me. They're my favorite. And they also still have their deal going on. If you bring in a ticket stub from any same-day event anywhere in Colorado, they will hook you up with some free stuff, whether it be the free house marg or a number of other options when you go in there. Be sure to check it out. They're delicious. You can get free stuff. It's a great meal. Win, 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 win. They're all wins. All winnings. Uh, also brought to you all by Strava Craft Coffee, the CBD-infused coffee that has changed lives. You can get 25% off when you use code DNBR25 online. You can also come down to the bar and try the cold brew if you want to try before you buy. And then the subscription service will get you 20% off every single time. Next up, we have Solace Meds. All no, another place, just a couple blocks from the bar. I, we picked a good spot to put the bar. That's all I'm saying. That is all I am saying about you know, that. I was nervous about it because I was like, I hate parking in that area. It, it, there is not a lot of parking. That is true. It's but. become such a non-issue for me because I get there early enough now that I'm just like, I don't mind this anymore. This is fine. It's not bad at all. I know yeah. we both hit up the uh, the Seven Eleven just down the street when we need the energy drinks too. Yep, it's a it's a good little spot. It's a good little spot. Come out to the bar, get yourself some Solace Meds while you're at it. You can use code DNBR20 to order online for pickup with them. Makes it super easy. You just roll in, get what you need, and get out of there so you don't have to worry about it and select in store and, and take all your time doing that kind of stuff. All right. Third period of the DNVR Avalanche podcast presented by that DraftKings Sportsbook. So, the East. AJ, you're hyped to talk about the Flyers. Do you want to just get into it? Do you want to get into the wackiness of the Flyers' choices after making a great trade for Ryan Ellis to start their offseason, essentially? Uh, they go out and sign a bunch of random human beings, and they also while not moving him in the expansion draft, they do end up getting rid of Voracek as well. So the expansion draft like went well for them. Yeah. The Seattle decided to take a nobody for reasons unknown, but you know, it's going to be the funniest thing when that guy becomes the William Carlson of this expansion total draft. Stud. Yeah. <laughs> and everybody's just like, what the F is happening here? <laughs> <laughs> um the Brian Ellis thing was huge for them. They needed Yep. They needed a bad motherfucker on that defense and they got one. And a top pairing of Ryan Ellis and Ivan Provorov like that's a that's you're vibing. If I'm coaching the Flyers, I'm I'm throwing those guys out against Sidney Crosby every single shift. Mm -hmm. There's no hiding from that pairing for me. I'm I am all about that. Like that's what I'm doing. I'm taking them and I am throwing them at every top pairing, every top line, every everything. I am I am giving them the hardest minutes in the NHL. Because the, that is a badass top pairing. The thing is, then you look at the rest of the trades they made, right? They literally gave away Shane Gostas Bear, which like, I, I get Gostas Bear had a terrible year and they're just trying to dump the cap. Right, like that. I'm. I don't. I don't give a shit about that deal. I care about what they like. Did Keith Yandel and Rasmus Ristolainen? Yeah. Not only Rasmus Ristolainen, but to get Risto, they gave up a first, a second, 
and Robert Hag. Look, the thing that I don't, I really, really don't get about this. I can understand Keith Yandel at 900K. That makes so much sense to me. I get all that. That's that's dope. But your top pick was Cam York, like just a couple years ago. You got a puck moving guy that quarterbacks a power play, and and like that's what he does. He's an offensive dude. But everything about Rasmus Rasmus Ristolainen is awful, and it's not it's not pretty. I that's the one thing that that's the one move that they made that I is indefensible. The the Gostas Bear thing, look, it, there were problems there. They gave a bunch of just just get it away from us. Eh, get it away. They treated Shane Gostas Bear the way that I treat moths. Like, <laughs> eh, get it away from me. Fine. <laughs> but then they did the exact opposite with Rasmus Ristolainen. I don't understand. And I, I don't even have a problem with the Voracek Atkinson thing. Atkinson is a, he's a spark plug of a human being who can score you a bunch of goals. You know, he's been on a bit of a decline. He's a little smaller, I, but uh, yeah, he's, I mean, he's significantly cheaper, even though he has an extra year on his It team. saves them over 2 million a year. I get it. But for me, I'm just like, okay, well, their their young cats need to their young guys really are the the key here for me. They need a Morgan Frost. They need Joel Farabee. They need these guys to go to a different level. I mean, they need Carter Hart to return to form too, as they Oh, I mean, come on. But I mean their their There's backup some... plan is their backup plan is now Martin Jones. Like and that was the other thing where <laughs> you and I you and I were like, we you know, Martin Jones. You know, I was, I was talking to you about it where I was like, I like Martin Jones. I think there's a chance for Martin Jones to be, be a dude. Like he could, he could, he's a guy that could, you know, gets his confidence, blah, blah, blah. Ends up in, ends up in Philadelphia where he's going to get crushed and it's going to go horribly. Yeah. Where, and now like, and, and that's their backup plan for Carter Hart. Like that's the, that's the veteran that you guys brought in. Nope. You moved on from Brian Elliott and, and like Martin Jones is the, are you trying to set the guy up to fail? <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> I yeah. uh, I don't get it. I don't. I don't. Some of what they did, I loved. Like I, I loved the Ellis thing and the Gosses pair thing. Doesn't bother me. Uh, I, I'm fine with the Voracek for Atkinson thing. I think they probably lose that deal long term, but. If if Atkinson's attitude shakes up that room a little bit and he's he becomes the spark plug for them, and that helps that helps them emotionally get out of this comfort zone of mediocrity that they've been stuck in, then maybe that really, you know, maybe 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 that alone ends up being worth it. He really needs to score like 25 goals though. <laughs> to to also be worth it. Yeah, yeah, he's gotta produce. <clears throat> Anyway, and then they need, I mean, they need breakouts from some dudes, you know, like Joel Farabee, Joel Farabee needs to basically do what he did last year. That needs to be for real. Yep. Uh, and then, you know, Morgan Frost, they really need Morgan, but Morgan Frost was going to be such a stud, man. Dude, I love Frost too. Yeah. At the end of his OHL career, he was so dominant in that league. Back, back when Timmins was still there too. And I was like, here's Timmins highlights this year. You'd, 
be forgiven if you mistake them for Morgan Frost highlights. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Man, those, 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 uh, those two teams, man. They were, they were nuts. They were so good. So anyway, um, I, I don't, I, I don't know how to feel about Philly. Genuinely. I, I don't, I don't know how to feel about it. Some, some really great stuff, some really awful stuff. And then a little bit of in between just a, they wanted to shake things up. They definitely did, but was it shaking it up for the sake of shaking it up enough for them? I, time will tell on that one. Thank you for the super chat, Jim. Much appreciated. The love. Uh, is that British pounds? Is that what that symbol is? The I'm euro. S- is that? I, I don't think that's the euro symbol. I think I don't. I don't symbol. know. I'm an American dude. I don't know things outside of America. <laughs> I'm barely, I'm barely hanging on trying to learn anything about Canada. <laughs> uh, throughout the rest of uh, the East, what other teams do you find interesting? I thought Carolina. We can talk about your Islanders too, if you'd like. What is there to say? Yeah, they still have a lot of stuff to do. Kind of is what the Islanders have. <laughs> yeah, they. So Casey, Casey Sezikis, Kyle Palmieri, none of that's done. They're the team that I think ends up with Tarasenko, but they need to know what it, the, nothing's filed. Nothing's happened. Yep. So the Islanders are, are still in. You got to do something eventually mode. Uh, how, how do you feel about Carolina? Their goaltenders are now Freddie Anderson and Auntie Ranta. They went out and traded for Ethan Bear as well. Uh, you know that uh, you know that James Franco clip from the interview where he says, where it says same, same, same but, but different. different. Yeah, but still but the same. same. Yep, that's how I feel about Carolina. All right, feels about right. Feels about right to me. Uh, we'll see. We'll see if uh, their YOLO commit on two other different goalies makes any me, difference for them. But I, the one thing I do want to say about Carolina uh, is that they had become a very likable brand yeah and then they signed d'angelo and and they had become they had done so many things on social media that were really likable and blah 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 right yeah um but it was justin Bourne. i thought had the best line about the entire d'angelo thing that said that they chose value over values yep and i couldn't come up with a better a better way to describe how I feel about that. Exactly right. Uh, and then I will just leave it at that. Okay. Um, yeah. Who else in the East then? Do we want to talk about the Atlantic at all? I guess we haven't really gotten into them very much yet. Let's see. Tampa is still well over the salary cap at the moment. Yeah, didn't they buy um, Seabrook's deal? That was it. Yeah, that which would get. I think Seabrook's deal gets them like right if to the cap if they use all of it. Yeah, pretty much. That's pretty much the difference between them and yeah, um, being at the cap. Yeah, yeah. Their big move was Brayden Point. Yeah, signing the extension. Uh, just curious, Brayden Point though. Mm-hmm. The last couple of years, uh, I want to want to do get a deeper into. dive on that. Yeah, yeah. 
where he is versus McKinnon. There you go. So keep your eyes peeled. Did I say hey, Jason hey, I Bourne? I thought you, I thought you said Justin. I thought I did too, but if I said Jason, that's really funny. <laughs> and obviously, I meant Justin. Oh my God! It's Jason Bourne. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I thought I I thought I said Justin, but <laughs> obviously, I meant Justin and not Jason, the fictional character. <laughs> Yeah. Well, how much cooler would it be if Jason Bourne was tweeting about hockey? And like writing articles for sports. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> On the run from every government in the world. Okay. Cool. <laughs> um, okay. They did a good job keeping their defense together, which is, I think, the key for their team. Yep. Um, they're going to rely on a lot of young kids playing bigger roles. Kind of the same um, way. Expect yeah. more out of Matthew Joseph, stuff like yeah. that. And they did get Corey Perry as well. And PEB. So they have some cheap vets for the depth, but we'll see. Yeah. Don't feel I don't feel strongly about anything Tampa Bay has done. That's whatever. Cool. They're they're a monster. But is there anyone you do feel strongly the, about in the East? I do want to look at um points contract later as maybe a comparable uh, for the future of McKinnon and stuff for like McKinnon's that. deal yeah. next off season. Yeah. Cause we're like, look, you just give him EJ's money and you double his money and you get to 12 and you're fine. Everybody's happy with that. But if you don't have to give him 12, if you could give him 10 and a half, you'd like that, right? Yep. Okay. Anyway. Uh, I still think it's going to be 12, but whatever. <laughs> I think it'll be at least 12. To be I think, well, I think 12 makes sense because McDavid is still higher paid than him. Yeah. And he should be. So. I yeah. don't disagree Look, with they, you, but that's not how. They also have to work. pay Bo Byram. Um, great. Uh, if Bo Byram demands a larger contract by playing great, then things have gone very, very well for the Avs. Yeah. Yeah. You, you cross that bridge when you get there. Yeah, definitely. Um, the Rangers, I don't know what the F the Rangers doing. did a ton of random shit. Uh, like, I don't know what to say because they just did a ton of random things like Barclay Goodrow, long-term deal. Ryan yep. Reeves gets extended. Uh, they turned Buchnevich into Sammy Blay. Yeah, uh, they, they got worse in that deal. I don't understand the Reeves move at all. Yeah, I'm at a loss. I don't, I don't get why they are. They won't move Gorgiev. Uh, I, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I'm, a, I'm a bit at a loss here as to kind of what they're up to now. Um, they've got so many young guys though that it's like you know, if if Kako and, and Lafreniere put it together, yeah, like they're. They still have Kravitzov too. They kick ass. Like yep. if, if those guys put it together, if the kids if the kids figure it out and live up to their potential, they're cup contenders. Okie dokie. Maybe no David Quinn helps with that. I don't know. Yeah. It should definitely help with that. <laughs> also, I can't believe they have five deals on dead cap. Oops. Hendrick Lundquist, Kevin Shattenkirk, Dan Girardi, Anthony D'Angelo, and Brad Richards. Now, Brad Richards isn't counting in because he was a compliance buyout, but yeah. my gosh. They're still paying Dan Giverti a million for the next two years. That's wild. 
Yeah. All right. Anyway, um, I just don't understand what they've done. Montreal. Uh, I like what Montreal. Oh, Shea Weber's going to be hurt. Well, David Savard. Like that's a team that just like knows their identity. I didn't love the draft, but yeah. yeah well, for off ice reasons. I I don't. I don't really want to. Yeah, we don't. We don't have to get into it. It's. I think most people know how you and I feel about it. Yep. Um, that we. I'm just gonna let it be. Yep, that's fine. Um, weird move from weird weird move from Toronto going switching from Freddie Anderson to Peter Mrazek. Are they better? I don't know that they're better with that move. In that. It well, and it's like some of it is he's comfortable in a platoon, and they you know they're gonna turn it over to Jack Campbell and sure. But that's a that's a gamble in and of itself. There, like, yeah. don't get me wrong, Jack Campbell had that great eleven game run or whatever it was. But oh, well, like Jack Campbell, it took a while, right? Yeah, it took a, it took a while for him to really figure it out. Yeah, but his numbers last year for for Toronto were. Fantastic playoffs, especially he was unreal. Yeah, he but. was awesome, but it was like they just, you know, the the same thing continues to be true for these guys that they just they just keep misfiring. Yep, when it matters most, you know, very they gotta get out of round one, man. Yeah, well, and it's very it's very like Colorado's kind of in the in the same position where okay, well they keep getting to the second round. I, it's weird them that people are taking that for granted because I mean you look, there are franchises that haven't gotten out of the yep. first round in a fucking decade. Yep, and the Avs used to be one of them. Yeah, I mean the Avs before before they beat Calgary, their last time getting out of the first round was what two thousand like yeah. eight. And I mean, yeah, it'd been like, a, then they'd been to the playoffs what three times in that decade. Like, yeah, <laughs> like it's 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 weird to me that people take that for granted, but that's not the that not the point here. Um, they they need to do something. Like they they just keep running into the same wall over and over, and I just don't understand how much more they can continue. At to what do point it. do you even like? Do you have to tear it all down to try and get around it? Yeah, yeah. I don't know what's going on with the Islanders. I'm totally confused. Totally confused. Ask again next week and see yeah. if they've done anything. <laughs> I mean, they have they have like real deals that they need to get done for Adam Pellick and Anthony Bovillia and Ilya Sorokin. Yep. Those are those are internal deals that they need to get done that are really important. And then they're trying to keep Paul Mary. Uh they're trying to keep Sezikis. So I'm I, I don't know. Um Leafs are, yeah. I mean, the Leafs don't blow. They're a good hockey team. They have some insane talent, but they just yeah. can't win when it counts right now. Yeah. Washington's another one where I'm nothing with Kuznetsov. Yep. Weird to me. They there's been so much, and boy, are there. I just something feels off about the Caps to me, and that's a team that I've always believed in. Like I, um, I kept picking them for 
years and years and years. I was like, I'm going with the Caps. Well, uh, that's the thing, right? I, I think they won their cup, and there hasn't been that same drive in that team since. And they're, like, they're good. They're always competitive, but well, they yeah. finally broke through, and it, it feels like they lost their edge a little bit. There isn't that let me, little bit of extra fire. Let me ask you a legacy-type question here. Sure. Ovechkin, his whole career, one cup. Is that a disappointment? Um, maybe or a you little just, bit, but hey, I don't won. think it's. Uh, yeah, they won a they won a cup. He's not cupless. He's the greatest goal scorer ever to do it. I I don't think it's that big of a disappointment for him. You know, he's never scored a overtime goal in postseason. I did not know that. I didn't believe that when uh, they they were talking about it on a broadcast last year, and I was like, "That's not true." And then I looked it up, and I was like, "Shut up!" I mean, I'm sure, right? Like, if you're playing Washington overtime of Game Seven, mm. you just double team Ovi and take your chances <laughs> with the other dudes, right? Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So the team that beat them last year. Um, Boston. A lot of changes. Also, yeah. good for David Krejci just being like, I'm going home. Going to go get paid. <laughs> Would have loved to have seen a team like Colorado be like, ah, we'll give you we'll give you $4 million to come play for us. Uh, I don't love the second year, but sure. I didn't say anything about a second year. I just said we'll give you $4 million. Oh, I, see. I see. I see. Uh, yeah, Boston, the, obviously the Hall thing that everyone knew was coming is is now official. Yeah, I mean, that's that's whatever, but it's also like Nick Foligno, Eric Haula, Tomas Nosek. Uh, Nosek is nice. Yeah. Uh, Nick <sighs> Foligno is like super – Nick Foligno is really interesting because uh, – and again, I think I, I totally agree with what Justin, Justin Bourne had to say about <laughs> it where he's, he said, look, if you get – most of what Nick Felino has been in his career, you love it. Yeah. But if you are paying for nostalgia of what he was in the past and that's that's what you get, you're that's bad. That's a big yeah. problem for you. Yep. I it's... just I also wonder like what's going on with Jake DeBrusk here? They've now went they 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 went out and they and they got all these guys to play forward. Jake DeBrusque was kind of odd man out and then sort of refound some life in the postseason and then disappeared again. And now it's like, well, okay, what's up here? The same as his trade talks that have been off again on again for the last year. Like it's it seems like they understand he's a really good bounce back candidate when he moves. Yeah. But teams aren't giving them value that they're comfortable with making them like force their hand at it. Right. And so they're just like, okay, well, we'll just continue on with this depreciating asset. Some cost fallacy, baby. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Look, I mean, Boston's one of those teams that's always competitive, right? Like, yeah, they're always they find ways to <sighs> to be a challenger for sure. Oh, the one team I actually really did want to talk about and totally forgot existed again, but Florida. Hmm. 
I lose tree jerk. Did off the top of my head. Besides Spencer Knight becomes Spencer Knight and Bobrovsky, their guys. Yep. Uh, they gave Montour a three-year deal. Way overpaid Brandon Montour. Yep. They haven't paid Reinhardt yet, but they didn't give up very much in a trade for him. True. They got him for cheap on the cost of the trade. Yeah. And then they gave Carter Verhage a three-year deal. And they gave Sam Bennett a four-year deal. And Anthony Duclair, I think that's a three-year. I think that's a new contract. Well, and Sam it Bennett is. was yeah. absolutely nails for them. Yeah, other than outside of when he got suspended, yeah. But he was really, really, really good in his Florida tenure. Yeah. But it's like they just paid him four years for 15 games of performance. Yeah. <laughs> We'll see. That's a big bet, man. That's a big bet. I mean, Bennett is the guy that I would have. I feel like Florida still didn't solve their problem, which is their defense. And, like, don't get me wrong, Uyghur and Nudivara are good pieces. Remember, though, that they went to the postseason last year without Ekblad. I know, I know. Ekblad was playing out of his mind until they lost him, but it's still the top of that defense is still just Ekblad. It's but Mackenzie Uyghur got Norris votes, man. He's good, but he's not a top pairing. Come on. I we disagree there. Okay. I think I think I think they they really need Montour to be the Montour that they saw. Yeah. Especially at that price point. <laughs> but they really need it to happen. Yeah. Uh I'm not a big Gustav Forsling fan, but he's fine. Like yeah. I don't. I don't like giving a bunch of years to guys like that. Yeah. In any case, yeah. The thing. So the thing about them that I think is really weird is they keep loading up at forward, right? But then they keep drafting at forwards. Like yeah. they have. You look at their AHL. They have Grigory Denisenko, Anton Lundell, Saren Noel. He's down there too. Yeah. All ready to go. Like all. Like okay. They're in. Like Owen Tippett has had a hard time. Getting in, yeah, like like becoming like a, a real like lineup regular for them. And then they took Samuskevich this year. <laughs> yeah, and then and then they, I just, it's so weird to me that this is, uh, and then it's gonna work. They're gonna they're gonna win a Stanley Cup. I bet. I think they're so good. I think they're so good and they're so balanced. Well, I mean, the thing with them is. It's time to pay the piper the next couple of years for them because Barkov's contract is coming up, and then the year after that, Huberdos is. So, those cheap top end forwards ain't gonna be cheap no more for them real soon. Yeah, they've got the same problem that Colorado does, where yep. the, it's it's time. Yep. You know, you know that the Panthers were watching that Landeskog thing in terms of Uberdo, and we're like, God damn it, that guy's gonna get paid. Yeah. <laughs> That's uh, that's the way of the road, bubs. All right, that it. Are we, I think we're about done on our winners and losers. Is there oh. is there is there a team that is trying to win a Stanley Cup that you loved what they did? Because this is the thing that has plagued me all off season, is that I don't think any of the teams that I fancy as actual cup contenders. I don't see where any of them got significantly better. At best, they held serve. Tampa Bay kept their best, yeah, some of their I best mean, guys around. 
Colorado kept kept Landy and and McCarr. Like like some of these guys, like it's it's Vegas kept Martinez. They're right. But they lose, but they lose Flurry, and then they get like Dadanov. Like then, uh, Boston is the. I think Boston is the only one. Boston is the only one where I. And even then, you can really wonder. Like David Krejci was still really productive for them last year. That's. I think I like Tampa's the most, not because they did anything huge, but the way they shed their cap was Tyler Johnson, the dude that they've been trying to move for forever. Okay, so, but they, they, but they didn't do anything with it. Like, no, I, I hear you. I know they did nothing with it, but they just won the cup, and that's the piece that they lost. Not that bad. Well, but Gord Johnson, yeah, Coleman, Gord and Gaudreau. Although all four of those guys are gone. Now. I, I hear you. I do. But to your point, like I said, you're you're talking about a bunch of teams that are just trying to keep it together. No one got significantly better. I don't think. It's tough. Well, I don't think I don't think Florida got better. I don't think they got a lot better. They again, the all, almost all of Florida's big moves were just keeping guys that they were already on their roster, right? Yep. Like, like Sam, like Sam Reinhardt makes them, but but again, Sam Reinhardt is more of the same for them. Uh, thoughts on Mattel getting an AHL deal? I'm super happy for him. I Yo, think Burzan cool, got one too. Did he? I didn't even see. Yeah, that. happy for both of them. I think they both easily earned them. Uh, I'd look, there are no expectations there, but they're AHL deals. We'll, we'll see what yeah. happens, but we, I don't think that they're going to be unless they really go off or something. I have no expectations of those things going anywhere. I mean, the Reinhardt, huh. they Florida did get Reinhardt, but we still don't know what they're going to pay him. Like, well, and, and like how much better does them, another top right six wing. forward yeah <laughs> like how much better does that really make like sam Rydart helps obviously they are a better team with them but that doesn't like that was not a major need going in so i i'm like yes sam reinhardt makes them better aaron ekblad makes them better getting him back from injury mm-hmm. such a shame too that ekblad injury he was having such a good year he was finally like that was the Aaron Ekblad. potential yeah that was the Aaron Ekblad that got drafted first overall and the one that was exceptional status in the o like yep he was so good man and it was fun to watch i think somebody mentioned dallas i think that's an interesting conversation because i think they got i don't know man I, they still have four goaltenders. Like <laughs> they still have four goaltenders, and like they lose Alexiak, but replace him with Suter. They get Hockenpah. Are they better? They're just—it's weird. It's just weird. They're you know, still—I still have huge question marks about their forward core too. Well, and when you're talking about relying on 37-year-old Pavelski and 35-year-old Radulov at any point. Yep. They smash into the wall and they're in trouble. Yep. Yeah, the Rockies keeping story, I think, was something that was it's been destined for a while. For a lot of reasons that are not the Rockies are incompetent, in my opinion. So sure. I I thoughts on I thought St. Louis, like they St. Louis needs to they still have a lot of work to do. Yeah. Right now, right now St. Louis has just lost a bunch of dudes. Uh, adding adding Brandon Saad and Pavel Buchnevich is good, 
Bujnevich being the the age and as productive as he's none been, of, I think is the better add. None of these dudes were the elite top line forward that they really needed, though, and they still have to deal with whatever they're going to do with Tarasenko, whether that's keep him or move him or whatever. Yeah, I think, I think like how much better are they with Bujnevich and Saad if they're if they're healthy than. They're, they're fine. And their defense good. is still a huge question mark. I know they were going to move done anyway, but we saw their defense not work well together particularly well last year. Troy Krug wasn't very good last season. Uh, and Pareko was hurt, so that was that was prob- part of the problem. It, sure. Certainly problematic. Um, but, but like, Justin Falk was the best Justin Falk's been in a long time. Is that going to happen again? And at the I, end of the day, that organization still comes down to: is Jordan Bennington good or bad? Like, yeah, Jordan. Jo- the 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 question that is Jordan Bennington is definitely still there, and they haven't done anything a backup goaltender. Yep, it's still Vili Huso right now, like, man. And and this is a year where you can't hide your backup. We're back to eighty-two games. Your backup has probably got to play twenty games for you. Yep, at least. You know, and if that dude that he had an eight ninety three save percentage in seventeen starts last year, Billy Huso needs they need way better from that guy. You can't just lose your backup games. Do you agree? That's one area where, by the way, we haven't talked about it, but I think that the Avs will get better, but might lose more games because last year, like Hunter Miska. Yeah, they you know, were Joe, winning Joe, games like, with random people in that. <laughs> like Devin Dubnik won a couple of games. Like they got by with the yep. bad goaltending, but I think their goaltending will be better. I, Frankie, right? Yeah, like I think up. Frankie's better than all those guys. So they will get better goaltending, but he'll play more games. So they'll they might not have as like nice a winning percentage as they did. They despite all the problems they had in backup goaltender last year, the Avs pulled a lot of points. Do you agree with Jay Fresh having Seattle second in their division? It, it's it's we Vegas. About it. I mean, it's Vegas one, Seattle and Edmonton two and three, kind of for us, right? I think it's Vegas one, and then question mark, 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 all the way down. Fair enough. I I don't I don't believe in any of those teams on their own to to be better than Vegas. All right. I can live with that. Um, I I want to believe in Edmonton being better because, like I mentioned, I I think that the guys that they went and got will help them, and that they did uh, upgrade in talent. But they paid such a heavy price to do it that I just don't know. And then the goaltending. If it's seriously going to be Mike Smith and Staylock or Miko Koskinen, that's their trio. I. Uh... All right. On that note, we do have to get out of here. Uh, yeah, um, I have to go do TDSP. Yeah, AJ's doing TDSP. I'm on online with D-Line in about an hour. So hopefully y'all will tune in. It's a weird show to be time. on, man. <laughs> yeah, it's that weird. It's a weird one. All right. Maybe you'll get fun. punched in the face like I did last week. Yeah, no, I actually have a Twitter account, so he can just tweet from my account. It'll be fine. Nice. Uh, in any case, thank you, everyone, watching, listening. We appreciate all of y'all so very much. Uh We'll be back Monday unless the Avs do something crazy over the weekend, which you never know. There's still stuff to come this offseason, that's for sure. We'll see what it is. Uh, But until then, we will talk to you all later.